chest. Good morning, kids. It is 6 a.m. on Saturday, March 20th. I am couldn't, couldn't sleep, so I walked to the office again, and I just sat down, but I think I'm going to make some coffee. We're going to be going over, I think, Exodus chapters 26 through... Let me try and get through uh, 32, 26 through 32. I want to maybe get, uh, or 33, maybe get like eight chapters in on today. I don't know. I'm going to make coffee, make some hot cocoa. We had a date night last night where you're, we had sushi and we went back to my office to just watch some comedy films and just hang out. Comedy stand-up specials. And we went to the store. The entrepreneur wanted a bunch of what they called um, junk food. Because later on today, about six hours, we're going to take a limo. We're going to drive it around the Bay Area visiting grandma and some aunts and uncles. And we're going to head back home. The entrepreneur, look, the entrepreneur did not want a party. I mean, it's COVID, so it's kind of hard to have one anyway. She didn't want to have one of those Zoom parties. So, um, here we are. Oh, I'm tired. Just waiting. Making some hot chocolate instead of coffee. Oh, so, sorry. Mine's all flustered. Your mom woke up about an hour or so ago and said she felt nauseous. So, I don't want her to smell coffee on my breath when I get home. Don't want that. She hates the smell of it. Uh, that noise is me just leaning back in my chair. Uh, last time I walked into the office around this time, there's like no one out, but today there's actually a lot of people out. So, so uh, I also couldn't sleep because of work. I forgot to do something. And, uh, anyways, um, yeah, just wait for the hot chocolate to go. You know, something occurred to me. That I've never really mentioned, that, you know, I don't want to get too preachy on, on these episodes, but the story of the Israelites in Exodus and, you know, really throughout their history in the Bible, it it's, ends up kind of being the same exact story time and again. And the story is God's people are somehow being persecuted and God sends a human as a prophet slash, you know, savior type person. Not a messiah, but like a type of savior. And then this prophet tells the people pretty much the same thing. You need to obey God. And then they obey God and God saves them. Wash, rinse, repeat. God makes... The covenant with Israel, which we'll, we're going to be reading about, I think, today. But it, it strikes me that, that at least the story of my life, and most likely yours, and most likely every human on this earth, can, can be like the Israelites. God chooses you, and... In choosing you, expects you to obey some commands. 
you break them, we're somehow persecuted, sin somehow seeps into our lives. With every sin, there's a curse. We cry out to God when we realize that. And instead of God saying a prophet, he sends his son Jesus into our lives. I mean, he's already sent him. But you know what I mean. Oh, right. I could go talk more and more, see what we're talking about today. Um, oh, I'm tired. This is, it's so late and so early. I can't just, like, go back home and, like, go to sleep. Like, I'm gonna have to, like, actually, when I get home, after I edit this and post it, I'm just gonna stay awake, because if I go back to sleep, I'll, I'll sleep till noon. And your mom needs help. She's she's not feeling well. That's not you know, not great. Oh, hot chocolate. Actually, hot chocolate isn't isn't too bad. I'm using my curry. It's not too bad. <clears throat> oh, this is exciting. The tabernacle. We're gonna be explaining where God is going to appear to the to the priests. So time is about five minutes. All right. <clears throat> Chapter 26. Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twined linen and blue and purple and scarlet yarns. You shall make them with cherubim skillfully worked into them. The length of each curtain shall weigh 28 cubits, shall be 28 cubits, and the breadth of each curtain four cubits. All the curtains shall be the same size. Five curtains shall be coupled to one another, and the other five curtains shall be coupled to one another. And you shall make loops of blue on the edge of the outermost curtain in the first set. Likewise, you shall make loops on the edge of the outermost curtain in the second set. Fifty loops you shall make on the one curtain, and fifty loops you shall make on the edge of the curtain that is in the second set. The loops shall be opposite one another, and you shall make fifty clasps of gold and couple the curtains one to the other with the clasps, so that the tabernacle may be a single whole. You shall also make curtains of goat's hair. Oh, excuse me, I gotta, I gotta finish the sentence. You shall also make curtains of goat's hair for a tent over the tabernacle. Eleven curtains you shall make. The length of each curtain shall be thirty cubits, and the breadth of each curtain four cubits. The eleven curtains shall be the same size. You shall couple five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves, and the sixth curtain you shall double over at the front of the tent. You shall make 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that is the outermost in one set, and 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second set. Take a sip. You shall make 50 clasps of bronze and put the clasps in the loops and couple the ten together that it may be a single hole. And the part that remains of the curtains of the tent, the half curtain that remains, shall hang over the back of the tabernacle. And the extra that remains in the length of the curtains, the cubit on the one side and the cubit on the other side, shall hang over the sides of the tabernacle on the side that, that's said to cover it. Let's see. Of course, now I lost my place. And you shall make for the tent a covering of tanned rams, skins, and a covering of goat skins on top. You shall make upright frames for the tabernacle of acacia wood. Ten cubits shall be the length of a frame, and a cubit and a half the breadth of each frame. There shall be two tenons in each frame, for fitting together, 
so shall you do for all the frames of the tabernacle. You shall make the frames for the tabernacle, twenty frames for the south side, and forty bases of silver you shall make under the twenty frames, two bases under one frame for its two tenons, and two bases under the next frame for its two tenons. And for the second side of the tabernacle on the north side, twenty frames, and there forty bases of silver, two bases under one frame, and two bases under the next frame. And for the next of the tabernacle westward you shall make six frames, and you shall make two frames of, for corners for the tabernacle in the rear. They shall be separate beneath, but joined at the top at the first ring. Thus shall it be with both of them. They shall form the two corners, and there shall be eight frames with their bases of silver. Sixteen bases, two bases under one frame, and two bases under another frame. You shall make bars of acacia wood, five for the frames, and one uh, of the one side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the frames of the other side of the tabernacle, and five bars for the frames of the side of the tabernacle at the rear, at the rear westward. The middle bar, halfway up the frames, shall run from the end to end. You shall overlay the frames with gold, and shall make the rings of gold for holders for the bars, and you shall overlay the bars with gold. Then you shall erect the tabernacle according to the plan for it that you were shown on the mountain. <sighs> and you shall make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linens. It shall be made with cherubim skillfully worked into it, and you shall hang it on four pillars of acacia overlaid with gold, with hooks of gold on four bases of silver. I'll take another set. And you shall hang the veil from the class and bring the Ark of the Testimony in there within the veil. And the veil shall separate you the, for you the holy place from the most holy. You shall put the mercy seat on the ark of the testimony in the holy uh, in the most holy place, and you shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand on the south side of the tabernacle opposite the table. You shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the entrance of the tent of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen embroidered with needlework, and you shall make for the screen five pillars of, of acacia and overlay them with gold. Their hooks shall be of gold, and you shall cast five bases of bronze for them. Chapter 27. The Bronze Altar. You shall make the altar of acacia wood, five cubits long and five cubits broad. The altar shall be square, and its height shall be three cubits. And you shall make horns for it on its four corners. Its horns shall be of one piece with it, and you shall overlay it with bronze. You shall make pots for it to receive its ashes, and shovels and basins and forks and fire pans. You shall make all its utensils of bronze. You shall also make for it a grating, a network of bronze, and on the net you shall make for bronze rings at its four corners. You shall set... Excuse me. I lost my place again. Not doing well today. And you shall set it under the ledge of the altar, so that the net extends halfway down the altar. And you shall make poles for the altar, poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with bronze. And the poles shall be put through the rings, so that the poles are on the two sides of the altar when it is carried. You shall make it hollow with boards, as it has been shown you on the mountain, so shall it be made. You shall make the court of the tabernacle. On the south side, the court shall have hangings of fine twined linen, a hundred cubits long for one side, 
Its twenty pillars and their twenty bases shall be of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets, or fillets, shall be of silver. And likewise, for its length on the north side, there shall be hangings a hundred cubits long. Its pillars twenty and their bases twenty of bronze, but the hooks of the pillars and their fillets shall be of silver. And for the breadth of the court of the west side, there shall be hangings for fifty cubits, with ten pillars and ten bases. The breadth of the court on the front. Uh, to the east shall be fifty cubits. The hangings for the one side of the gate shall be fifteen cubits, with their three pillars and three bases. On the other side, the hangings shall be fifteen cubits, with their three pillars and three bases. For the gate of the court, there shall be a, a screen twenty cubits long, of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twine linen, embroidered with needlework. It shall have four pillars, and with them four bases. All the pillars around the court shall be filleted, filleted, eh, not filleted, uh, filleted with silver. Their hooks shall be of silver, and their bases of bronze. The length of the court shall be a hundred cubits, the breadth fifty, and the height five cubits, with hangings of fine twine linen, and bases of bronze. All the utensils of the tabernacle for every use, and all its pegs, and all the pegs of the court shall be of bronze. You shall, you shall command the people of Israel that they bring to you pure beaten olive oil for the light, that a lamp may regularly be set up to burn in the tent of, the, of meeting outside the veil that is before the testimony. Aaron and his sons shall tend it <clears throat> from evening to morning before the Lord. It shall be a statute forever to be observed throughout their generations by the people of Israel. It's a pretty long chapter. <clears throat> I think we could go. I think we could go to thirty-two. I don't want to push it. I don't want this to be like, oh, let me get it done. You know, I want to. You know, I want us to be able to sit and you know marinate and meditate on these things. So I don't want to like push it. Maybe we'll get. Uh, maybe I'll just I'll go finish thirty. You know, that's that's a pretty. These are pretty long chapters. The last chapter is pretty, literally the last episode was pretty long. Just take a break and stretch a little bit. Oh! <sighs> Your grandfather's been living with us. Uh, it's been very difficult for me because it's, you know, we bought the house from your grandma. And for many reasons. You know, by the time you listen to this, I'll be old or gone, but anyways, I won't get into it too much. I'll tell you face-to-face, -face. and it doesn't need to be broadcast on podcast land, but anyway, she lived with us for many years, and she was an angel, and she died a few years ago, and but she met all, all, all of you kids, and you, you uh, the older two knew her a lot more, maybe even the older three, but the... The spy, you definitely, I don't think you have, you made any memories with her, but she was there. Anyways, you know, when you have your own home, you get into your own habits, and you have your own systems, then out of nowhere your grandpa shows up, because he didn't want to be married to his wife anymore. I don't know why I'm saying this, but, you know, it's been on my heart, it's just bothering me. So he, 
decided to clean out his mom's room, you know, the grandma's room. And he explained to us that it would be temporary, and it's not temporary. He's been here three months now. And we've already talked to him once about what's his plan, what's his timeline, and I think your mom's going to have to talk to him again to find out an exact timeline because we can't... It's, it's hard raising four kids anyways, and it's as helpful as your grandpa is. It's not helpful. His presence is not helpful <laughs> just being in our house. So I've been struggling with that a lot. I'm a very private person, kids. You know this. I have few friends. The friends I do have are are actual, you know, very close friends. But, you know, I don't like meeting new people. I'm kind of a curmudgeon. And I'm I'm set in my ways. So it's when you add another variable into the mix of my equation, you know, of, of my life, I, I, you know, I don't do well. I, I just don't. And that's that's a flaw of mine. This is, I'm not like bragging like, oh, how awesome I am. I don't like people. My, my dad liked people, and I just didn't get it. But my mom didn't, and that, it makes sense to me. Take a sip. I, it made sense to me. I don't get small talk. You know, when I meet people, I don't want to say, hey, what do you do for a job? What do you do for a job? I don't care, you know, so long as it's not illegal and it's affecting my family. You know, if it's illegal and it's not affecting my family, I don't care. I know, that's a terrible thing to say, but, you know, my loyalty is with my wife and my children. And everything else, you know, it's a struggle for me. That, that's, a, that's a sin struggle, see? You're learning a lot about your father. There's a famous scene in the, God, in the first Godfather where... Where the, the main, the Martin Brando, he plays the Godfather in the first movie. And he says, to me, it doesn't matter what a man does for a living. And the next movie, Godfather 2, his son, who takes up his role as boss of the entire family, tells his sister, like, I don't know this man. I don't know what he does for a living. There's, there's a change in, in ethics and morals in the family. And I don't know why I'm saying that, but hopefully, well, I do. I, hopefully... When you children become adults, you, there's a lot of things you don't learn from me, like my, you know, antisocial behavior. Uh, I'm a very sarcastic and cynical man. I think because <coughs> I was raised by a very sarcastic and cynical, cynical mom, uh, I think. I don't know. I'm rambling. I'm sorry. Part of me thinks that you like, you'll probably skip forward the, the scripture and listen to me ramble or not. I don't know. I hope you listen to all of it. I hope you don't skip through a lot of this stuff. It's hard. It's hard, uh, this life. I think I'm going to finish with chapter 28. I don't know if I'm going to go further than that. Chapter 28 is pretty long. 29 is pretty long, too. I don't like ending on a 29. I like ending on a 30, you know? When I get home, I'm probably going to make some breakfast for you kids. Maybe take a shower. I don't know. I didn't listen to music when I walked here. Usually I listen to music, you know, to calm myself. But I enjoyed the presence of quiet. Well, let's get back to it. Chapter 28. 
the priest's garments. Then bring near to you Aaron, your brother, and his sons with him from among the people of Israel to serve me as priests. Aaron and Aaron's son, Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar, Ithamar, and ye shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brother, for glory and for beauty. You shall speak to all the skillful, who I have filled with the spirit of skill, that they make that they make Aaron's garments to consecrate him for my priesthood. These are the garments that they shall make, a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a coat of checkerwork, a turban, and a sash. They shall make holy garments for Aaron, your brothers, and his sons to serve me as priests. They shall receive gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet yarns, and fine twined linen. And they shall make the ephod of gold, of blue and purple and scarlet yarns, and of fine twine linen, skillfully, skillfully worked. It shall have two shoulder pieces attached to its two edges, so that it may be joined together, and skillfully woven band, and, and the skillfully woven band on it shall be made like it, and be one piece with it, of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet yarns, and fine twine linen. You shall take two onyx stones, and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel. Six of their names on the one stone, and, and the names of the remaining six on the other stone, in the order of their birth. As a jeweler engraves signets, so shall you engrave the two stones with the names of the sons of Israel. You shall enclose them in settings of gold filigree. You shall set the two stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod, as stones of remembrance for the sons of Israel. And Aaron shall bear the names before the Lord on his two shoulders for remembrance. You shall make settings of gold filigree, and two chains of pure gold, twisted like cords, and you shall attach the cord chains to the settings. Take a set. You shall make a breastpiece of judgment and skilled work in the style of the ephod. You shall make it of gold, blue, and purple, and scarlet yarns. And fine twine linen you shall make it. It shall be square and doubled, a span its length and a span its breadth. You shall set in, in it Four rows of stones, a row of sardius, topaz, and carbuncle shall be the first row. And the second row, an emerald, a sapphire, and a diamond. And the third row, a jacinth, and a gate, and an amethyst. And the fourth row, a barrow, an onyx, and a jasper. They shall be set in gold filigree. There shall be twelve stones with their names according to the names of the sons of Israel. They shall be like signets, each engraved with its name. For the twelve tribes, you shall make for the breastpiece twisted chains like cords of pure gold, and you shall make for the breastpiece two rings of gold, and put the two rings on the two edges of the breastpiece, and you shall put the two cords of gold in the two rings at the edges of the breastpiece. The two ends of the two cords you shall attach to the two settings of filigree, and so attach it to the front shoulder pieces of the ephod. You shall make two rings of gold, and put them at the two ends of the breastpiece, on its inside edge, next to the ephod. And you shall make two rings of gold and attach them in front of the lower part of the two shoulder pieces of the ephod, at its seam above the skillfully woven band of the ephod. And they shall bind the breastpiece by its rings to the rings of the ephod with a lace of blue, so that it may lie on the skillfully woven band of the ephod, so that the breastpiece shall not come loose from the ephod. So Aaron shall bear the names of the sons of Israel in the breastpiece of judgment on his heart. When he goes into the holy place, bring them to regular remembrance before the Lord. And in the breastpiece of judgment, you shall put the Urim and the Thummim, and they shall be on Aaron's heart when he goes in before the Lord. 
Thus Aaron shall bear the judgment of the people of Israel on his heart before the Lord regularly. He shall make the robe of the ephod all of blue. It shall have an opening for the head in the middle of it, with a woven binding around the opening, like the opening in a garment, so that it may not tear. On its hem you shall make pomegranates of blue and purple and scarlet yarns around its hem, with bells of gold between them, a golden bell and a pomegranate, a golden bell and a pomegranate around the hem of the robe. And it shall be on Aaron when he ministers, and its sound shall be heard when he goes into the holy place before the Lord, and when he comes out so that he does not die. He shall make a plate, yeah, I don't understand that, but we keep going. He shall make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it, like the engraving of a signet, holy to the Lord, and you shall fasten it on the turban by a cord of blue. It shall be on the front of the turban. <clears throat> it shall be on Aaron's forehead, and Aaron shall bear any guilt from the holy things that the people of Israel consecrate as their holy gifts. It shall regularly be on his forehead that they make that they may be accepted before the Lord. You shall weave the coat in checker work of fine linen, and you shall make a turban of fine linen. You shall make a sash embroidered with needlework. For Aaron's sons, you shall make coats and sashes and caps. You shall make them for glory and beauty, and you shall put them on Aaron your brother and on his sons with him, and shall anoint them and ordain them and consecrate them, that they may serve me as priests. You shall make for them linen undergarments to cover their naked flesh, they shall reach from the hips to the thighs, and they shall be on Aaron and on his sons when they go into the tent of meeting, or when they come near the altar to minister to the holy place, lest they bear guilt and die. It shall be a statute forever for him and for his offspring after him. Fascinating. I wish I had more information to exposit all the meanings of that. I... I mean, your dad really doesn't have the knowledge. I think, I think we could end right there. I want to get further, but, you know, it's, it's not a sprint. You don't read the Bible to get it over with. You read it to understand it. I would love to find out why it was important to have this type of underwear. Wouldn't we all? I think... I think it's just there as a requirement that God makes so they could actually see him and atone for, I think, the Israelites' sins. It's fascinating. I wish I knew more. <sighs> I'm not looking forward to this walk back, but I mean, it's about over a mile. But actually, what I'm going to do now is end it and you know, figure out what song to end this thing on. I always, I'm always wondering what, how to start this episode, how to end it. And so I don't know. I don't know. Keep me in your prayers today. It's weird doing this because I really don't expect to be alive when you guys get this. So it's, it's kind of weird to talk to you guys. I love you all so much. I will always love you. You know, there's nothing you could do that could stop me from loving you. And every day I love you guys more and more. And I'm proud of you. Despite what you think. You're going to be really hard on yourselves. I think you get that from your mom. I'm not hard on myself at all. I'm what 
most people would call a textbook narcissist. <laughs> I love you. Don't ever forget that. And so does your mom. There's no nothing you guys can do for us to fall out of love for you. Hope you guys have a great day. And I also hope all four of you get along later on in life. We didn't have four kids within five and a half years so that you guys can split away from each other. If any of you are fighting, swallow your pride, admit your wrongs, forgive quickly, and love each other. Everything you do, do it for the kingdom. Love you up